0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. Milwaukee. Start your engines.
1: It's time to talk about all things racing: NASCAR, IndyCar, sports cars, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Now,
0: here's your host, Steve Zaki, and
1: hey, welcome to the Final Inspection Show, Steve Zaki, along with the Polish pipe bomb, Jafarowski. Hey, Steve, what's happening? It is. Uh, we're 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 right in the summer. Summer. Summer is here, and we got racing. Racing all weekend, and we got a lot of news coming up and a lot of fun stuff on this show today. Uh, Probably the the biggest news probably locally. Of course, you know, all the the local short tracks and that are open, uh, including the legendary uh, Great Lakes Dragway, so make sure if you get a chance, get down to Great Lakes Dragway where they have drag racing, and they are running right now, in fact, and all weekend. And also we got the Slinger Super Speedway. They're running. Lots of tracks. We got Beaver Dam that's running. There have sprint cars up there. All this stuff's happening. And then this week, also, Road America is going to have fans. In fact, it's probably just easier if I just read the press release here. It's a short one uh, from Road America, of course. Road America is back on track and excited to welcome back all the friends for, for the remainder of the 65th anniversary season. As we open the gates, here's the plan. We're going to be kind and patient with each other. We're going to be considerate of our gate personnel, security, retail, concession staff, and we're going to be understanding of any new policies and procedures. And we're going to enjoy everything that America's National Park of Speed has to offer. To all of you, we have made Road America special over the years. And above all else, we want to help, you, help us prove that Road America is the safest place to watch a race. With that being said, we encourage everybody to follow safe practices at Road America, such as social distancing, maintaining six feet from others, frequent hand washing, and using one of the many new sanitizer stations located throughout the facility. Cloth face coverings are also recommended in areas where social distancing is difficult to maintain. For additional details, go to Road America's active measures against COVID-19. Check out our webpage at roadamerica.com backslash safety so we were we had uh of course john everett on a couple weeks ago we were talking about this and i think for uh for the fans probably one of the easiest places to maintain social distancing and all that would be at road america with the camping i mean it's a four-mile racetrack jeff and lots of areas where you can kind of get lost if you want to and and let's let's face it if you want to be alone at road america it's not too hard is it
0: no it's not and uh you know, I I'll never forget the first time that I went out there. I basically walked that track twice, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I was tired the next day. So there's there's tons of space, tons of you know uh, you can spread out, and uh, you know you can watch it from the grass. You don't have to be on the grandstands or anything like that that they have. Uh, but yeah, you know, a perfect place for them to uh, you know for them to be able to hold a race and and all that. So. You know, it, this is great news and a huge step in the right direction.
1: Well, I remember, yeah, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've my cousin uh, took my cousin out there uh, the year before last, and her and her husband. I took her in a car, and I was basically driving around. And thinking back at it, I mean, it, it's pretty easy if you want to drive to kind of to each area. You know, whether mm-hmm. whether it's inside turn one that that's opened up, you can go. On top of the hill, kind of, or inside turn three, there's a big hill area. There's an area you can park your car, get out, kind of walk, you know, walk around, stretch your legs, watch a little bit of the race. You can go down in between turns three and five, the long straightaway, which, which where we used to camp back in the old kart days of the late 80s, a bunch of us. There's inside and outside of turn five. Going up the hill to turn six is can be a little more crowded, as is the inside of turn five. But still, that's such a big area. There are spaces where you, you know, you can kind of spread out, and most people want to, anyways. The only, the only place where it might be tough is, is at the fence. But I think if you're going to be at the fence, it's going to be your own personal decision whether you know how close you want to get to other people. But I think what they're trying to say is let's be uh, you know conscious of, of the people next to you you know if there's somebody if there's somebody there with a mask and somebody is trying and you walk real close to them they kind of you know ease away they, they, they might have you know you might feel well this guy's overacting but you don't know if he has an underlying condition or he needs to do that so I think what they're trying to say is just be nice and be cognizant of who you're who you're around with and who you might rub, rub, rub literally. Uh, who you're rubbing elbows with
0: yeah you know just be uh, respectful of others and uh you know uh i know personally i am not scared of the whole corona thing i uh am a anti-masker and uh i uh, remain that way now i've been that way from from the uh the start and uh you know so when i go out to road america i'm not going to be wearing a mask but yeah if somebody if i walk up and and somebody's close or you know we're in a uh an area that uh you know where it's hard to social distance somebody gives me the side eye or something like that yeah i'll back up you know i i'm i'm respectful and uh you know i've got no problem moving and i'm in one of the high risk groups so uh you know just you know just be smart and uh and be nice and that's all it is you know like you said it's all about personal uh you know your personal uh what do you call it Space, well, personal space, but you know, it, it just depends on how open you are to to be an open. Yeah, and know? if
1: there's some people are going to be, I don't want to say paranoid, but there's more people are going to be taking more precautions. But there might be some underlying reasons for that that we're not aware of. So just be respectful of that. Exactly. You know, just because you and you know you and I are not overly concerned on certain things, but I, I mean, I am, I am real cognizant about. Washing my hands and, and, and having wipes in the car and that that kind of stuff. I understand that. And some of the other stuff, I mean, let's face it, there's been a lot of conflicting information over the last three or four months. Oh, of course so there is. So bottom know. line is what well, I think that we can all agree on is just basically washing your hands and don't touch your face because we've known for years and years and years that's how you get the flu, that's how you get the cold, and that's how it's the easiest way to uh, – transmit germs between people are those two reasons so
0: yeah you know it's just what you're comfortable with and uh you know like i said this is fantastic news for wisconsin it's fantastic news for road america and for racing on the flip side of this i got the uh the message from uh the track up in sturgeon bay and they are closed and canceling this season are they really uh because their (laughs) door county health department um you know doesn't feel it's safe to have you know, I guess on an average night, they draw like 250 or so people. And, um, and they don't feel that, uh, that that's a, uh, a good idea. Now, you know, Door County's funny because Sturgeon Bay, you know, is, is a normal kind of cross section of people. But anywhere north of there in Door County, you know, the average age is about 80. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's waiting to die up there. And, uh, So those people, I guess, are scared out of their freaking minds. But I was up there for Memorial Day weekend, and we were driving through uh, Sister Bay and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And, man, the restaurants were packed. You know, no one had masks on, no social distancing. The bars, you know, they had the patios out. It was a beautiful weekend up there. Just absolutely mobbed with people. So, I, you know, it was shocking to me that – you know that that they closed it for the season, but that's what they chose to do. Is it is it a way for them to kill the red track? Well, you know they killed it for a year, and now they're trying to bring it back. So I don't think they're trying to kill it again. But no, I, I meant
1: the the powers to be up there; they want to get rid of it.
0: Well, I think it's just a case of uh, extreme CYA cover mm-hmm. your you know what, and uh, you know I it, it boggles my mind, but. um you know, on the announcement, if you read some of the comments under it, and it's like the Hill Raceway, uh, it's called, you know, there's other tracks saying, yeah, you know, this is uh, horrible news and we feel bad for you. But, hey, race fans, come <laughs> down here. We're wide open and ready for you, you know, and good for them. You know, just because, uh, you know, one track is uh, is scared to open doesn't mean that the other ones can't sit there and try to take their uh, their fans away and, uh you know if that's what happens that's what happens and you know it's uh it's all the the choices that choices that you make so you know uh obviously there's uh you know there's different um degrees of uh you know different chances of of catching it no matter where you are obviously Milwaukee's uh, the hot spot biggest city in the state blah 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 up there very 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 little number of people have it but like I said, they're all old and they're freaked out, so you know it. Uh, they're not comfortable and and they closed the track for the twenty twenty season.
1: So Road America, of course, their schedule coming up. They got the June sprints, June twelfth uh, through the fourteenth. The SVRA Vintage Weekend is June nineteenth through the twenty first. That replaced the original IndyCar scheduled uh, weekend. So the SVRA Vintage Racing will be up there that weekend. And you have the the Superbikes will be up there June twenty sixth twenty eighth. And that's the return of the super bikes that were out there last weekend with no fans. But this time, on June 26th through the 28th, it will be fans. And then, of course, the IndyCar uh, Rev Group Grand Prix, uh, which is July 9th through the 12th now. And then, uh, so lots of stuff coming up at, uh, Road America. And then let's not forget the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Of course, this weekend is the Summit Super Series at Great Lakes Dragway running today and tomorrow. So make sure you get out to Great Lakes Dragway.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Great Lakes, great food, great people, great drinks, and, uh, and hell, hell of good action on the track too. So, uh. You know, definitely get out there. I'm looking forward uh, getting back to Road America, that doubleheader with with IndyCar, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's a cool idea. We've seen the doubleheaders in in Detroit for forever, um, so I'm I'm excited.
1: That'll, that'll be neat. And of course, we have some Indy Lights news also coming up. We'll be talking about that at the top of the first hour, and more coming up on the final inspection show. Uh, You've, of course, been listening to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Like we said before, Summit Super Series at Great Lakes Dragway running out there this weekend. I'm Steve Zotke along with Jeff Orlosky. We'll be back after this in just a moment. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. It's Steve Zaki along with the Polish pump Jeff Lasky talking NASCAR. And how about that Brad Keselowski? Kind of lucked himself into another one, didn't he?
0: He sure as hell did. Right place, right time, and uh, he was the beneficiary. That's for sure, man. I, uh, I didn't think there was a chance in hell Brad was going to walk away with that trophy, and uh, that was one heck of an exciting finish. I mean, that's and and and.
1: That kind of shows where you don't have to get to. It doesn't have to turn into Days of Thunder. You can just have good hard racing, and guys pushing it, and 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 you have a good race. I mean, oh, you don't you don't have to dump guys. I mean, you know you you had you had a good battle for lead, and you had Chase Elliott run it in there deep, and you know, I mean, guys have been. Ga- Guys, the drivers are battling their grip level all day, which is good. I mean, I, I get—I guess—I get frustrated when NASCAR goes to whether it's California or, or Fontana or a track like that, where the, the Xfinity guys and the Cup guys can pretty much run two races and there's no spins. Right. I mean, there might be an accident just because some guy took out somebody, but I mean, the cars are never loose, you know, uh, it, or or a guy hits a wall because his tire blew out. Right. But I'm talking about. You know, guys are fighting it. You can see them fighting the steering wheel left and right, correcting. And we were seeing it in Bristol. And that's, you know, I've always said, you know, drivers, real good drivers, make make it look easy. And it's just true with any sport. But you you gotta have, you know, not not every, you know, every every, (laughs) receivers don't catch every ball in the NFL. Basketball players don't make every basket, and drivers should not be running 500 laps or 500 miles at of a track off 40 of them without ever spinning. Mm-hmm. Then it's too easy.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I uh a few uh thoughts on on this race and I'll try to make them all quick. Uh hell of a finish. Uh I think that Victory Lane um and the inter- well I think the interviews afterward uh showed what a hypocrite Chase Elliott is. Uh you know, the um well, a, a week or two before, he was sitting there and 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 pissed off and wanted uh, an apology from Kyle Busch because oh he he dumped me and he was wrong and all this well, kind of that stuff. That's said at the moment. He does the same damn thing and then he doesn't apologize like a little b i t. And uh, so yes, you know, and obviously you know he's won. He now that Dale Jr. is gone, he's the most popular driver. Wins it every year. So I'm sure there's a lot of you in uh, in Chase Nation that are listening, and I don't care. He's a hypocrite. He acted like a little baby after the race. Uh, I think that the the traction compound. I think Bristol this weekend showed that it's a good thing for NASCAR, because not only did you have the the high line and the low line, you know some work better. Uh, you know, the low line worked better right at the start of uh, of a run. The high line worked better the later you went. But there were two distinct lines, both semi-equal, and it made for a hell of a race. It was kind of like the old Bristol was back, but with less, with less dumping of people. You know, you didn't have to do the bump and run, lay the chrome horn down to to get around guys. So I, I thought it was an exciting race. I think that... Uh, that they got it right in the the PJ1 that uh, that they've been putting down and they put down on some of these racetracks. I think it worked to perfection at Bristol. And, uh, you know, I, I I thought it was entertaining. It, my one last uh, quick thought is that NASCAR has the worst commentators known to man. Uh, you know, Jeff Gordon, and, you know, you just talked about it here and, and grip level and how, you know, you don't like watching uh, – you know, a combined two races, so six hours of racing and no one spins. I don't like sitting through six hours of racing, and all you hear about is grip. Grip this, grip that. Grip this, grip that. Grip this, grip that. Come on. Freaking killing me here. And Mike Joyce, you know, come on. You know, he's putting me to sleep, man. What did you think about Monday night with Kyle and Kurt Bush? I thought Kurt I thought Kyle was good and Kurt was meh. Yeah. You know, uh I'm 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 really
1: surprised. I mean, I, you no, know, I shouldn't say that. But some of the guys are really you know, I really hate the, the, this really this really hurts me to say this. But Joey Logano is pretty good too. He is.
0: Clint Kevin Boyer. Harvick's good.
1: Harvick's fantastic. Boyer's good. Boyer is very good. Yeah. You and... know, Boyer
0: brings a personality, and as long as the uh, TV guys don't get to him and turn him right. into a character like Michael Waltrip, Boyer will be great for years and years to come.
1: Yeah, Waltrip is, is, needs to go. I'm yeah. sorry.
0: But, but my just... joy, man, Jesus Christ. Uh, you know... <sighs> He could sit there and put put a guy who's on a four-day bender to sleep in a heartbeat. He,
1: he's... Uh, I don't... You know, and I, I, I've met Mike Joy, and he, there's a lot of people that didn't like him. I mean, there's there's people when he was doing Formula One back in the day with ES... I think it was ESPN or CBS or wherever he was doing Formula One, had a petition to get him off Formula One. They hated him. Okay. And, I mean, I understand the guy's bought and, bought and sold, you know. I mean, the guy's yeah. making... You know, wheelbarrows full of money doing this. And he's not going to, you know, he's not going to pee on the the, the corporate name. No, he's a shill. Yeah, he's a shill. And, but, you know, yeah, he's just, I don't know. It's, I mean, let's face it, he's been doing it for 20 years now.
0: I don't hate
1: him. No, I don't hate him either. It's just, it's boring and it's tired. Jeff Gordon has gotten into, do we want to say a rut? Yes. He's in a grip rut. That's too, all he talks about. Too er, it, this is too early into his career for that. It is. You know, um, and...
0: Is it because... Is it because DW's gone? I don't know. I You know, I think they might need a third person there. As long as... You know, I like... I think DW guy. made him... Might
1: have made him better. Because it was like... I think... Gordon might have been listening to him, saying, "Oh, that ain't really right." So let me, let me, and so he was more maybe because he wasn't because he had less talking, right? So he's listening more, and he's he wasn't here, the star of the show, and he and he's hearing DW, and he's, you know, he's thinking, okay, now let me correct him, but I want don't want to step on toes, and he he was very good at that. Yes, and let's was. face it, he's been a, he's been in front of the media for going on thirty years, mm-hmm. so. Um. Yeah, I don't know, maybe they do need a third person, but I mean
0: it's hard a, to come up with a, a fantastic. This this I'm
1: excited team. about this new group of guys. The guys we've talked about. Boyer, Even Lugano and you know these guys aren't going to be the, the unfortunate thing or fortunate depending on your is these guys aren't going to be in a booth anytime soon, except for maybe Boyer next year? We're thinking maybe <laughs> he might be in there.
0: Well, and uh, a second place finish for him, so congratulations yeah. to Clint. But uh, but he's gonna crash this one. But I mean, I, 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 mean, Jeff Burton, and I know there's some people like Bobby
1: Labonte, uh, Tabo Dine, those guys. I'm sorry, just just Michael Waltrip, that group. I know you know, out. and Jeff uh, Burton's a nice guy. He can do his shows, but I don't want him on a race telecast. Well, throw Steve Letard in there too with that voice. You know who is really good? Well, yeah, Letard. Um bu- 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 I like
0: the the, oh.
1: the dude from the truck series. No, you know, you the the guy um I'm having a brain fart. The guy who we had on last week who did media, uh Kyle Bush's chief mechanic.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know
1: who you're talking about. Fantastic. Yes, he uh, yeah. That's why I played it. Oh, yeah. I was listening to the press conference. And I'm like, this is really like interesting stuff. We didn't get to play as much as I wanted to because we talked too much. But it was really good.
0: Yeah, there's guys that they could pick out. Um, you know that that could do a better job. You know, I I don't know the contracts on these guys, how long they're locked in for, blah blah blah, the financials and and the ins and outs, and you know, and I'm sure that Mike Joy helps sell. For NASCAR. And, uh, you know, he's a respectable, you know, he's been the face for a long time of, of these telecasts and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, there, there's not a lot of negatives besides the fact that he's boring as hell. And, I've been hearing
1: some negative stuff on Adam Alexander, which I'm kind of neutral on, but I thought I thought the the Affinity Racers Monday was really good with Kyle Busch.
0: Yeah, yeah, I did too. Adam Alexander, you know, I'm... I'm 4951 49 uh I like him 51 I don't a lot of the times I feel like he just yells at me and uh and it gets annoying um I think his shtick on NASCAR Race Hub is is played out and boring uh and like I said I I feel like he yells at me when I watch that show <laughs> I don't watch that show a lot because uh you know after the whole uh France uh you know DUI right, yeah. and and driving with pills that they just kind of swept well, yeah. Basically, completely ignored. Uh, you know, it showed that they're not a credible uh, news organization. You know, where where you want to go and uh, and get actual facts about NASCAR. So, you know, he does he does a lot of things very very well. Uh, but I just you know my problem is is sometimes I I think he's just yelling at me.
1: That's a good point. And a but... lot of
0: people say the same thing about me. You know, I I, I listen to our show. I'll go back and and you know kind of critique how I did and stuff like that during the week uh you know I'll listen to our show on uh on the podcast Hot take Jeff and, is that where we're in now? hey you know <laughs> and uh you know how I how I could try to to be better at at what I do and you know I hate my voice on the, on the radio I think I sound uh stupid and uh you know I think my voice is annoying it sounds annoying to me when I go back and listen really? to it it's not well I appreciate that but um and I will write you a check but uh <laughs> you know it, it it's hard to get a good crew and you know I, I didn't mean to derail this I just uh because you know the truck race at Bristol was phenomenal with, with chase winning uh over Kyle Bush you know that was great there's some good I mean there was a lot of good let's action face it, at
1: Bristol we've seen okay we've seen three tracks since they've come back uh-huh Uh, Darlington. Yep. Awesome. We love it. Charlotte.
0: Better than usual. Yes. Better than usual and better than it's been in like the last five to seven years. And I don't know if it's because of the eight or nine week layoff and all that. We were just hungry for it, uh, for NASCAR to return more than normal. But I was more entertained at Charlotte with both the 600 and the, uh, the delayed Thursday night race. Than I thought I was gonna be.
1: Okay, point taken. And then Bristol. So, I mean, we you have at least in Stephen Jeff's world, two of the top five of our favorite tracks. Yes. So yeah. now we have Atlanta, which was cool till they ruined it, but now it's so the track surface is so god awful, it's actually kind of good again.
0: It is, and I, <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, uh, I want to say it was, what, two, three years ago where, um, you know, basically a caution came out with, uh, you know, I think they were getting ready for a green-white checker, and every single leader, like 1 through 18, all came in the pit for four tires. And you never see that. And Kevin Harvick ended up winning, you know, uh, um, before they ruined the track and all that kind of stuff. You know, he was dominating it at Atlanta. Uh I but this well, year this year is gonna be interesting. For 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 those who are maybe
1: a little bit newer to the sport, Atlanta used to be a two mile or one point eight. Well, it was it was an oval. It was a true oval. Right. And so Google, one of the greatest race race, uh races of all time, that of course is the nineteen ninety two Atlanta five hundred, the last race of the year in nineteen ninety two, which Alan Kawicki won the Winston Cup Championship. Uh but if you look at the old, that was the old Atlanta. It was a true oval, and then uh, Speedway Motorsports bought it and turned it into a cookie cutter with the weird front
0: straightaway. They turned it around,
1: did all that stuff, which I hate. But it's going to be old guy interesting now, this
0: year because normally it's the second race of the year, right after Daytona. Uh, it's colder down there. Yeah, in it's usually Atlanta. about forty degrees. <laughs> you know, yeah, usually it's colder down there. Uh, now, you know, you're looking, hot. you're going to be looking at, uh, you know, uh, well, beginning of June and almost middle of June, it is going to be hot, and these guys are not used to racing on that track in conditions like this. You take away the practice time and stuff like that, it could get interesting. I thought it was a cool point they brought up during the race uh, that Mencken
1: s- still has not done a practice session yet.
0: I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> just, get, get, just get in a race. You know? So And good for him, and he's got to love that. You know, I forgot what football player, you know, said it, but, you know, Sundays are free. I get paid for pra- Monday yeah. through Saturday.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah,
0: and, uh, and I'm sure that the NASCAR guys feel the same thing with all the duties that they have both sponsor and... And team related, you know, these guys are, are sure as hell a lot busier than I am and, uh, you know, traveling all around the country. And, you know, uh, and since the season is so damn long normally, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's a lot of work. And I, I would imagine that, you know, the veterans, anybody who's been in a series for at least five years is loving this.
1: Well, and they're saying, well, you know, Kenseth's getting back in easy. Matt Kenseth is in better shape now than he's ever been in his life. So, oh, yeah. It's, I don't think that's an issue.
0: You know it. Uh, you know he's yeah he's in great shape and he hasn't lost his edge and all that. Well, he said
1: he never retired, which is true. I mean, yeah, he just. But that's been true of a lot of drivers. You know, our own David Hobbs is never officially retired, <laughs> even though he's retired. But I mean, he just never, never, right. never, never had to party, as they say. Let's take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to talk more, more NASCAR coming up after this on the Final Inspection Show. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. And hey, welcome back to the Final Inspection show. Steve Zaki, along with Jeff Verlosky. And I'd like to thank, of course, the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove for supporting the show. Make sure you get out there this weekend. Today and tomorrow for the Summit Super Series at Great Lakes Dragway. Lots of cool drag racing action at the famous quarter mile. Just a burnout west of I-94. On County K-R. You betcha. Yeah, so good me- stuff. Make good sure stuff. you get out there. And uh, just talking about NASCAR and last weekend, you had the uh, quite the entertaining race at Bristol. Yeah, You had... Uh, Chase Elliott getting into the side of Joey Logano at the end of the race there. Oh, it's a shame. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that uh, that made me happy, and uh, you know, I I do like Brad Keselowski. I'm I'm no fan of Logano, and uh, I'm no fan of Chase Elliott either. So
1: second uh, win of the year.
0: Yeah, I know, and you know, it was funny because after he won his first race. Um, Which he kind of lucked into. Well, he lucked into this one, right? Both, yeah. You know, it. Uh, they were saying how the pressure is off because uh, you know Paul Wolf went to uh, you know went to a different team and 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 won with uh, with Logano, right? And uh, and Brad had his new crew chief, and and they were so far in the season shut out of victory lane. And uh, now he's got two wins, bang, bang, and, uh, and he's back. So it, uh, it's good to see. Good to see Brad Kozlowski was a great champion. And, you know, I'll never forget him after Miami just sitting there getting hammered yeah. on Miller Lite, on all the, uh, the post-race shows and all that. And, uh, you know, you could tell he was having a ball, and I think he represents uh, uh, NASCAR well. Well, I like I like
1: Brad Keselowski. even though it used to be Brad Keselowski uh, when his father and his uncle ran back in the day. But uh, you know, he's someone that respects the the sport, knows the history, acknowledges the history, and knows the history. So I kind of give, give him kudos for that. Yeah. Question for you, Jeffrey. Hit me. How many wins does Brad Keselowski have in his Cup Series career? I want to say 15. That's what I was thinking. 15, 20. Yeah. 32.
0: Already? He's got 32 wins?
1: 32. Wow.
0: I wouldn't have...
1: I think think you would ask most knowledgeable NASCAR fans.
0: I think most of them would go with the under. Yeah. Or would guess under like we just did. I wouldn't have said anywhere over 20. But, uh, hey, good for him. 32. Wow. That, uh...
1: It's his 32nd win in 386 NASCAR Cup Series races. Wow. He's won for the third time in 21 starts at Bristol Motor Speedway and jumps to fourth place in the NASCAR Cup driver standings.
0: Yeah, it's amazing how at Bristol there's an ebb and flow. You know, I remember, you know, it, a handful of years ago when Kurt Busch dominated Bristol. And uh, you know, uh, you just have different drivers that dominate at different times, and uh, you know, kind of like uh, Denny Hamlin in the Daytona 500 lately.
1: Well, how about uh, Ryan Blaney? Boy, that was that, that was, was my tough. pick. That was my pick
0: too. You was running damn good too. Last place. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And total I, screw job. And I take Ricky Crash Stenhouse, and uh, you know, yeah. Why he, did you do that? He well, he. She, even though it really wasn't his fault, but it wasn't. This was one time where it wasn't his fault, but uh, you know, because he usually runs well at at Bristol, and uh, you know he had a good car of the week. You know he would have the momentum and be able to build off that, and you know he he crashed like uh, like he tends to do. But uh, <laughs> but yes, he uh, he did finish uh, ahead of uh, of Blaney, and so I uh, at least patted myself on the back for that. Uh,
1: Brad Kisalski, yeah, definitely was not a dominating performance. I mean, he did what he, I mean, he led for 115 laps. Uh, Denny Hamlin, who was right up there too, led for 131 laps. Uh, Kosowski finished stage one third and stage two ninth, but he was in that kind of in that group. You got to position yourself to be in position to win when a situation like this happens. And he certainly did, but the hats, uh, tip of the hat to Clint Boyer, Finally, got a decent finish this year. Same thing with Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson, who's looked very good at times, but has not had the results and had the disqualification. Uh, he finishes third. Uh, and then you had Kyle Busch, Eric Jones, who's been running better. He's kind of been running
0: under the radar, hasn't he, Eric Jones? He has, and uh, you know, I thought he was going to run uh, really well uh, a race or two ago, and he ended up. You know, he he was making his way up, I, I believe it was at Charlotte, and, uh, you know, just started cracking the top ten, and then I think he blew a tire and, uh, and crashed out of that one and finished second to last or something like that. So, uh, you know, Eric Jones has been very consistent, and, uh, you know, he's got good equipment week in, week out, and, uh, you know, eventually the results are going to come for him. And your favorite driver, Austin Dillon, finishing sixth,
1: Kurt Busch, who we mentioned about, uh, we'll talk about more in the next segment. Uh, finishing seventh, William Byron, who's been uh, very, I, I think, has made that kind of like that next step on uh, that twenty-four car. Uh, he's been looked has looked very good in most of the races this year. Hasn't yeah. not necessarily put it put together everything for that one? You know, you know. Yet, not the but, perfect race right.
0: yet but yeah he's getting close
1: Christopher Bell finally is showing something get a, getting a top 10 and also our, our uh, show favorite Bubba Wallace also getting a top 10 uh also uh, John Hunter Nemechek who we've been very critical over the last uh about year or so on this show uh another another top 5 another top 50. or you got a top 10 earlier this a couple races ago gets to uh, gets a top 15 and uh, good, good run for the thirty-eight car.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. You know, shout out to Bubba Wallace. You know, he obviously in subpar equipment to bring that sucker home tenth at Bristol is phenomenal. This race broke the uh, top ten streak for Kevin Harvick. He comes home eleventh, uh, so he just missed out on on extending his uh, his streak of top ten finishes. Shout out to Michael McDowell, fourteenth. That's a strong run. Ryan mm-hmm. Newman. Has been, you know, has raced well since coming back from, uh, you know, what we thought was a mm-hmm. very uh, near death uh, experience, and uh, and you know he brings it home fifteenth and Kenseth in sixteenth. So
1: the then the flip side, of course, of Ryan Newman who, who or Ryan Blaney who we mentioned uh, finishing fortieth, and then Alex Bowman too tough break for him. He looked very well at times early on in the race, finished thirty seventh. So. Uh, We'll look for those two drivers to rebound. We'll see what they can do uh, this weekend in Atlanta. Let's take a quick break now. When we come back, I want to talk about the Xfinity race that they ran on Monday. That was pretty entertaining too. So we'll be back after this on the final inspection show. Back to the final inspection show. Make sure you get out to Great Lakes Dragway this weekend for the Summit Super Series this weekend. A lot of fun, all these things to do at Great Lakes Dragway. Just Ernald uh, West, I ninety four on County Kr Great Lakes Dragway, the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Talking NASCAR, and of course we had uh, uh, Monday night Monday night racing. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Infinity race, uh it was the Cheddar's three hundred at Bristol. And uh entertaining race. I really I really like that race. I I, I we I, we sound like a broken record sometimes, but we've been a big proponent for NASCAR racing on the weeknights and uh was kind of disappointed this was postponed and then they redid it to Monday. I'm like, nah, no, that's that's fine. I'll do Monday night Xfinity. We almost forgot it though. I texted you. You're like, oh, 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 because I I know, I remembered it Sunday night after the Cup race, and I gave myself a, a reminder because you know you you know back to work now, and you're you're doing stuff, and the weather's nice, and next thing you know. You're flipping through the channels, and I was afraid to. Oh, here's an Xfinity race of 20 laps to go, <laughs> so I made sure I made I gave myself a note to make sure I taped it and I was watching it. And uh, uh, Noah, Noah Gregson, Junior Motorsports. Well, let's kind of walk through the race here. Uh, started off with uh, uh our buddy uh, in the 10 car, the watermelon man,
0: Chastain
1: Ross Chastain. And Cindric, uh, Austin Cindric getting together. And it, it was a lot like the Cup race, you know. Your your favorite term, grip level. <laughs> uh, we had oh, oh and then I wanna I wanted to bring this up. <sighs> the eighteen car, Riley Herbst. Yeah. Is he trying too hard? Yeah. Or is it a talent thing? Or a combination of both? I think it's a combination of both. You know, he, uh, that was really a not ready for primetime moment for him.
0: No, no, it wasn't that, uh, lights were bright and, uh, he threw up all over his shoes.
1: So he started He's you know, in the front, starting up front and, uh, starting next to Noah Gregson and just comes off a two and is pushed into the middle and tries to move up. There's no room and just, just. Just well, as 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 uh, Kyle Bush said, bad bad positioning. Yeah, I think it's what he termed. He, he, he looked, let the car slide up, and and then he kind of forced it, and he should not have. and
0: That the move was worse than what you would expect to see in the Arca series. You know, it uh... or
1: comp, c- comparable. I mean,
0: he's uh, yeah, he he has not shown the results. No, no, he hasn't. You know, but then when you look at it and you look at the equipment that he's in, Noah Gregson hasn't either. So, you know. Well, what do you mean? He's finally, you know, he won at at Bristol. Yeah. Uh and I think he's got what one other win. Well, I'll tell you what. I've been very, I've been very hard
1: on on Brandon Jones. Hmm. And Brandon Jones, finally, like the light finally kind of went off. It seems like, and there, there's a learning curve. and uh, Learning curves can be different with drivers. And it, it's the same thing with with uh, you know young ball players and young drivers. Don't necessarily judge them on how badly look, but how 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 good they look when they're doing well, I guess. And there's and we've seen we've seen glimpses of of Noah Gregson looking pretty good. And 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 Monday night was definitely a, a, a bright spot for him. Uh, and Chase Chase Briscoe, of course, finished second. He's on the road to stardom. He's the he's the next guy up, as they like to say, uh, and he's got the backing of Ford, uh, Brandon Jones. But he, there's another guy. He looked awful. He was wrecking a lot of cars. I'm like, you know, he's at the backing of Menards. He's got sponsors. I'm like, oh, what do you guys see in this guy? Now, in the, over the last six months, he's actually been showing some results. Now, he got top three yeah. on Monday night. Harrison Burton, I think, is, is talented, just very, very young. Mike Snyder, there's another kid who's just going to be his – if he's going to – you know, there, there there's times – there's pivotal bullet points, whatever you want to call them, in a driver's career were, are very important. And Mike Snyder, I think, is one of those guys is at a very, very important part of his career. Yeah. And he's got a top five. He's another guy who's, who's looked good at times, but has made a lot of boneheaded young mistakes as somebody. I mean, he's a very young driver, very, very young, inexperienced driver, but he's, he's looked good and he gets a top five there. So,
0: you know, it, uh, yeah, it was a good finish for, for Myatt Snyder. I think he's, you know, he definitely has the talent, so he just, he needs to put it together. And, uh, I, I think he will. I think he will. I'll tell you, I'm surprised with, with Harrison Burton. I, I didn't think – I thought he was too young to, you know, to uh, to be running. He's been uh, pushed up, but – He got pushed up quick.
1: But if you, you know, um, using his – dropping his name again, David Hobbs is one, one guy that he's always said that if you win – if you win or you're winning in a series and you're a young driver, make the jump. Don't wait. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're succeeding in a series in an entry, you know, whatever it is, on open wheel or stock car move up. So if you're winning in ARCA, make that jump. If you're winning in, you know, like, you know and it's harder to do now than it was back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s and whatnot, but I, I think with Harrison Burton, he, he was progressing – no, I think I think he's fine in the Xfinity series. He's going to need to stay a couple years, obviously, but put him in that series, and that's where he's going to have to kind of cut his racing teeth. Yeah. Does you that know, make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. It does. We'll see. You know, he's still got to show me some some more before uh, before I'm on board with him. But I mean that that
1: that battle with uh, Gregson and. Uh, Algar Algar at the end was fantastic. That was good racing. Yeah, it was. That was. And once again, it was guys. You know, it was almost like running on ice at times. These are guys that were pushing the cars to limit. Once again, grip level. <laughs> the term of the weekend, and uh, I'm about you know, ready to choke uh, you. Got, <laughs> you know, Gregson threw the car in there, and and you know his his stuck. He was able to get it through. You know, whereas Algar. He's got the experience guy comes from dirt car racing, dirt track racing, USAC, and everything. He wasn't able to.
0: Yeah. And it's disappointing. Cause I, I was definitely screaming at my TV rooting for Al guy in that battle. And, uh, obviously it didn't turn out the way that I wanted, but, uh, you know, most things don't. So I, I'll live with that and move on. But, uh, that was, that was a hell of a battle. That was a hell of a battle. And, uh, you know, it is one of the rare times that we can say that the Xfinity race not only delivered, but brought one hell of a show. And uh, it doesn't happen often. We rail on them often, yeah. but we definitely have to tip our hat when they're due, and they are due. Uh, that was this a good one. Sure. That
1: was really, I had
0: a lot of fun watching it. And there's a Monday night that's even
1: more of a bonus. And I, I you know, love them or hate them, but you got, you know, Kyle Bush was, I thought he was really good, him and his brother, Kurt. Doing the commentary, I enjoyed it. It was they were. I thought they were brought in. They brought in insightful comments, and they were bringing in opinions, which I want to see. They weren't afraid to say, uh, like when Herbst, you know, got in that wreck. Well, yeah, they, you know, he didn't put his car where it should have been. He was kind of showing. I like that when the drivers or tell me, well, in this position, this is what you need to do, right? Or this driver is mad because he did not do that. That's the kind of stuff we as fans, we as television viewer, are looking for, and we I hope that Jeff Gordon is not afraid to tell us that.
0: Well, and that's Getting the reason why Jeff those Gordon. guys are there because we don't know, right? You know, I I've never sat in a NASCAR and drove five hundred miles. Now, granted, uh, against these guys, it's harder the more, the longer you're out of the car,
1: and we saw that with DW. You know, the longer you're out of the car, the harder it is, well, and and we we see and you see. Everybody's raving about Tony Romo. Oh my God, this guy is because he's so close. He was playing. He went right from a player, boom, number one team. You know, he knows. He still sees the schemes. He's close enough. He understands what what they're doing, what they're calling on the field. Same thing with Jeff Gordon. He had just gotten out of the car. He knows how the what the cars are doing. He 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 feels. You know, he understands it. But that that every year. It's a little less, a little less, a little less. And then, you know, next thing you know, you're going boogity, boogity, boogity. You don't know what the (laughs) hell is going on. And you just become a caricature of yourself. Yeah. So hopefully that won't happen to Jeff Gordon. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk some IndyCar racing. Coming up next on The Final Inspection Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's In Your Podcast queue. And guess what?